Welcome to Force Points to the Point Cybersecurity Podcast. Each week, join Eric Trexler and Erica Pierce to explore the latest in government cybersecurity news and trending topics. Always covered in 15 minutes or less. Now, let's get to the point. Hi, and welcome back to To The Point Cybersecurity. This is one of your podcast hosts, Erica Pierce, and joined by my co-host, Eric Trexler. How are you doing, Eric? Great to have you back, Erica. I know. I heard I I unfortunately was out um, for our last episode or a couple episodes, so yet you were on your own. How'd you do? I missed you. It was great. Great (laughs) chats with Dan Velez two weeks in a row. Starting the intro and the outro, as I was mentioning to you, are always, uh, you know, what do you cover? What don't you cover? It was great. Well, glad I was missed, but it's always good to know that uh, you can you can also do it on do it on your own if needed. So, <laughs> well, I'm here today, and we also have um, a great guest. Uh, we have Margaret Cunningham of Forcepoint, um, who's a data scientist at Forcepoint. Hi, Margaret. Hi. How are you? Good, good. Thanks so much for joining us this week. Yeah, thanks. It's really great to be here. I'm excited. (laughs) (laughs) Well, Margaret, we call this podcast To The Point because we like to jump right at it and get to it. So our topic today um, is one that I think is incredibly fascinating. Um, it's, we're going to talk about the anatomy of a human breach. And I know this is something that you have um, spoken on before and that you've done a lot of work in. So um, I'm excited to learn more because I, I guess I've never thought about um, anatomy and a, and a human breach probably in, in, the same, uh, in the same sentence. To our listeners, don't Google anatomy and human breach together. You end up getting a lot of pictures of people in pants. <laughs> That, that's a good tidbit. Thank you. We'll include that. I was trying to help in our, the audience in our show there. notes. <laughs> so, Margaret, um, some of the things I've seen that you've said are essentially is that we really must focus on the connection between technology and and just and humans, and we can't ignore this. And so, if we start to focus on how um, people, um, if we focus on people and in terms of you know their actions. And look at security and technology from that standpoint. That's when we'll start, you know, really advancing. I think how how security is looked at going forward. Um, tell me a little bit more about that position because that's not always, I, I think, a, the way some people would think about the development of of new um, cybersecurity uh, technologies and, and innovations. Yeah, and so you know. Full disclosure, I'm a psychologist and I really love talking about people. So, of course, this is my focus. But every single day um, in our personal lives and our professional lives, we're pretty much connected to some sort of device that has access to our personal data, our company's data, uh, everything, honestly, even where we are. So if we don't start thinking about security from the human instead of in terms of, you know, you know, what are the boundaries of this organization? We're missing a whole landscape of um, opportunity and an opportunity to understand better how to protect against, you know, all of the traditional things we're looking to protect protect against in cybersecurity. I, I agree. I mean, if you go back, go back 20, 30 years, work was at work. Home was home. Your, your life, your personal life was at home. I mean, maybe you'd bring some papers home, but nothing like today. Today, when you wake up and you're ready to go to work, assuming you don't work at home, you need your car keys, you need your, your identification, your money, you need your devices, though, your computer, 
it's typically a laptop these days, your mm-hmm. cell phone, which has access to everything. I mean, it's it's really you know the fusion of of both work and and your personal life is incredible. But security has to be there at the same time. At yeah, the you know. I think a lot about airports. Um, many of us travel for business and pleasure. And if you just look around an airport, you can see uh, hundreds of organizations having their employees log on to free Wi-Fi. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and we're all there. We're representing, you know, a global market at gate five. So really, the new is, office. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, that's that's interesting. It's almost like it's a, a warehouse of all these individual companies kind of, you know, plugging away. I've never thought about it like that. But think about the vulnerabilities now at the human level. Everybody's connected. Everybody's working. Everybody, you know, you, people can look over your shoulder. They can access your systems potentially. You're rushed. You're busy. You're probably stressed. You get an email in, you may click on it regardless of what it says without even thinking because you're thinking about your flight reschedule. You're thinking about missing a flight. Do I have time to eat? It's really accelerated the the pace of business, but also the risk from a cybersecurity perspective. Yeah. And, you know, a lot of times um, companies say, well, we need to deal with negligent people on our network. And what's funny is, you know, everybody's negligent sometimes. No one's perfect, even though uh, I, I know quite a bit about cybersecurity. I love this field. I'm in it. You are as well. Um, however, we still make mistakes because we cannot perfectly pay attention. We cannot perfectly remember all of the rules. And we don't always perceive, you know, what we're looking at as, as um, you know, fraudulent or, or wrong. It seems real in the moment from your handheld device. Um, so we can have as much training and awareness as, as, you know, we get, which is hours per year for many organizations. But we still make mistakes because we're people. Well, and, and that's interesting because, you know, I think especially with you being a psychologist, which I really want to know how a psychologist <laughs> gets into cybersecurity, but I'll save that for the end. But, but you know, I, I, I think about in the, the day and age that we live in, right? I mean, we all are going a mile a minute. We're getting constant emails, text messages. Um, we're, you know, are just our attention spans are, are just extremely, extremely short. And I do believe as well, when it comes to security, I think we sort of live, some of us live in this safe zone where we assume, well, you know, my company has all of these firewalls and all of these protections, you know, in place. So when I get that email where it says, um, I actually just got one last week on, on, through my company email that said something to the effect of, your Microsoft 365 account needs to be verified. And I clicked the link because it sounded legit. And then probably an hour later, you know, there was an email that was sent out saying there, there was, you know, uh, you know, these uh, some of these um, these emails that were going around and do not click, you know, under any circumstance. And I was like, did oh. you tell anybody you clicked? <laughs> no, I didn't actually. Should you I? didn't tell anybody? <laughs> well, I. Well, they just said to go back and delete it and then delete it out of your trash. So I did follow that. But I figured. But you click the email link. Well, nothing happened. But any, well, that's that I know of. But OK, I'll, I'll tell them today. But my whole point. Erica, going- Erica, can we make a deal on air right now that you'll go and tell IT? I will. That you I- click the link. It's OK. They'd rather know. But, but I think this brings up a good point, Margaret. Here we have a human highly educated in the business, <laughs> understands accidentally click the link. No, she clicked the link. Erica, I, I hate to make a case on you here. 
can I can I can I say one thing one thing in my defense actually I clicked the link from my cell phone not from my computer so that's better <laughs> so I gotta tell you so I've been asking this question when I do a talk on human error and usually I'm giving it to a room of people who are either experts in cybersecurity or very interested and I say raise your hand if you've gone through phishing training or any other type of you know, accidental clicking training and warnings. Everyone raises their hand. Hold on, Margaret. I'm I'm going to pause you for one second. Erica, how many times have you gone through that training? (laughs) I've I've got a couple dozen myself. Yeah, no, I've I've been through it. I actually um, went through it just very recently uh, (laughs) since I'm at a new organization. So (laughs) back to you, Margaret. Yeah. So, you know, you get the whole sea of hands in the air, of course, I've done that training, weird psychologist lady. And then I say, can anyone in this room raise their hand and say they've never clicked on the wrong thing? No one, not one room of people has had a single person raise their hand. And these are people who obviously did the training. And, you know, I did it at a cybersecurity summit and no one could raise their hand and say, yeah, I've never made that mistake. So this is beyond training. It's beyond a lot of things. It's so much more about understanding humanness and what the limitations of our performance can be. Talk so. a little more about that. The limitations of our performance. Mm-hmm. What do you yeah, mean? So, um, so technically speaking, you know, one of the other things that we get a lot of in cybersecurity is um, tons of alerts and alarms. Uh, a lot of false positives, mm-hmm. especially if you talk to security analysts. And what's what's very interesting is people can only respond to a maximum of five to seven alerts at a time, and that's only if they're visual. <laughs> so, you know, we have these limited cognitive capabilities. We can only pay attention to a certain number of things at a time. Our memory can only hold you know, a certain number of things at a time. Think about um, how hard it is to remember more than a phone number. And even then, with the phone number, we're going, uh, 512, and we repeat it and repeat it and repeat it because we're limited. That's so, me. Yeah. <laughs> You've got a lot of limitations, I hear. <laughs> I, have, I have so many. We'll get, we'll get my family on board one day for the podcast. It'll be great. We'll, we'll- We'll yeah. a little more, uh, I will be saying, let's get to the point. <laughs> yeah. So it's, it's just one of those things where if we can understand what our limitations are, we can better create environments that promote human performance and promote secure, safe behavior um, because we know when it's too much. Erica, if when that, you clicked on the link. Follows. Back to me, gosh. <laughs> uh, yeah, I hate to make it bad, but it, it's a great, it's a great example. What else were you doing? What were you thinking about? What was going on? Oh, I mean, it was the middle of the- Because you're highly educated. We know this, right? (laughs) I mean, we we know you're very intelligent. Yeah, you still clicked it. What else was going on? Well, you know, to be honest with you, I was at my computer, but the way I do my, my, the way I work, which, which is the way many of us work, is that we have our cell phone right next to us. We're working on something on our computer as well. So sometimes I, I handle all of my email via my cell phone because I'm working on a document and then I'll jump on sometimes if it's something that requires, um, you know, a longer response. But I'm switching between, you know, PowerPoint, Excel, whatever, you know, all of these different things. I may e- 
even have been on a conference call at the same time for all I know. <laughs> so there's, there were multiple things happening um, at the same time. And so, um, you know, I was just, I was my typical you were busy. micro, yeah, you know, multiple, not micromanaging, but <laughs> <laughs> managing too many things at one time. Yeah. And that's, yeah. you know, a lot of different types of, um, professions, uh, take emergency physicians. They do a lot of tasks with switching and multitasking. And what we found in that area of research, uh, for like healthcare, for instance, um, the more times you multitask within a minute, uh, the more likely you are to have, uh, make a mistake. So it's the same for us. It's the same for everyone. Uh, we have limits to what we can do and do without error. So what do we what do we do about it, Margaret? I mean, you read, you know, you read about all of the ransomware attacks that have been hitting the United States, cities, counties. You know, they don't have the biggest budgets. They don't have the most security. It's usually a user that clicks on a phishing link. It's usually a user who's a longtime employee, maybe maybe not computer savvy, but I haven't read of one scenario where that user was found to be. Um, guilty of intent, right? All accidental clicks, yet we do it and people make a lot of money. What do we do as a, as a community? How do we fix this? You know, it's, it's going to be really, really hard to fix it perfectly. Um, that said, we can start using some of our more advanced analytics to understand when people are more prone to making these type of mistakes. So say you have 85 different apps open you're doing, you know, a ton of things on your computer. You're also trying to respond to an email and that email is potentially from a unique uh, sender. Mm -hmm. uh, what can we do to highlight that even in the interface to show um, that it's a riskier email? Um, those are things that we can start working on, but it is, it's very, very complicated um, to, to really effectively deal with that. However, on the other side, when we observe somebody making this type of mistake, um, because we can understand sort of the context around their behavior of clicking the link or visiting a strange site, we can start um, more quickly understanding that they've done that in error. Mm -hmm. Like it's like a weird thing that they've done. Um, and that can help us sort out uh, like an inadvertent mistake versus a malicious action more quickly which is, uh, you know, one really nice thing. So whether intentional or unintentional really doesn't matter is what you're saying. Mm -hmm. um, in a way, it does matter uh, because, you know, a lot of the mistakes that people make uh, can create issues with compromised credentials. Right. And that if we understand that the person's credentials are compromised because of a mistake, um, that's better than somebody engaging in malicious behaviors through their own true credentials, mm -hmm. if that makes any sense. No, so fully can, understand that. Yeah, but we can what I'm saying is the, the tipping mm -hmm. or the alerting piece, figuring out that something has happened that, that isn't appropriate on a corporate network, very similar, right? We can detect a behavior that isn't intentional, or even if it is intentional, it's similar behavior. Yes. <laughs> I'll take but, that. I like the yeah, simple yeah. answers. Erica, yeah, yes. back to you. I got the yes. Well, I, I, and I know we're, we've actually, the time has flown by today. I just wanted to say one thing in my defense. Um, 
about two weeks after I received that email, I received another email. And this one, I'm trying to recall how it was worded, but because I had just received the one about the Microsoft 365 that, um, that was an, indeed a phishing email, I did not click on the link in the second the email that came two weeks later. Um, and then we did get later a, a security notice saying that there was another sort of phishing um, sort of scheme going out. So I do think when we, when we talk about even the psychology and looking into, you know, why it is that we make errors, um, when I think when we when they're identified and we do realize that we have made them, it's it, it, depending on the timing of them. Right. It can help us to then t- think twice about it when it happens the next time. So recognizing that an error was made made you more cautious in the future. Absolutely. We need I'm a psychologist. Uh-oh, uh-oh. <laughs> it's probably going to be a temporary heightened awareness. Yep. And You're I'm going to so. qualify it with it, it may even be too late. Good effort, Sarah. <laughs> so, Margaret, I had a few other things to ask you. I know we're actually running close to time. So I'm going to say um, let's continue this conversation so we can you know, pick it back up for our next episode. But I, I wanted to talk more about you know, how do we then get um, humans to make the right decisions and to pay attention? And really, you know, what, you know, what are some very actionable things that organizations, um, government can be doing in order to really take this, um, you know, sort of maybe a next level approach to security? Yeah, that sounds great. That'd be awesome. Before we go, one last question for you, Margaret. Okay. The training we do. Have you measured it? Is there a certain level of training that is worthwhile and then anything after that is just wasted time? Oh, so I have to say that training is better than nothing. Agreed. However, it is not going to solve the problem at any volume or any level of creativity, uh, even though trainings have become a little bit more fun. Um, you know, we're still imperfect little creatures. And we're going to make mistakes. Yeah, we are. Okay, Eric, with that, <laughs> uh, I, I do disagree that the training is in any way, shape, or form fun. I will turn it back to you. Definitely not fun. Great. Well, then, thank you, um, Margaret, for the um, for part one of this episode. And let's continue the conversation um, next week. So thanks to everyone for listening this week. Um, we appreciate it. Please let us know what you think of the podcast. Please definitely rate us. Uh, send us a note if you want us to talk about something Um, specific. And again, thank you as always to tuning in to To The Point Cybersecurity. Thanks. Thanks for joining us on the To The Point Cybersecurity Podcast, brought to you by Forcepoint. For more information and show notes from today's episode, please visit www.forcepoint.com slash govpodcast. And don't forget to subscribe and leave a review on iTunes or the Google Play Store 